Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. This is Reagan, and welcome back to part two of the Matt Reif takedown episode. <laughs> We're back. We're back. So much more to talk about. So much more to be mad about. My oh, sorry, Kate. Sorry, <laughs> the devil's coming out of you. Just growled so many times out of anger. The name Matt Reif evokes <laughs> like. <laughs> That's how I do feel now. You hear Matt Rife, I'm like, she's <coughs> yeah, gonna hear me hack up along. Oh God. Anyways, Kate, shall Anyways. we jump right back in? Let's get to it. I don't think he's a nice guy necessarily. I don't think anybody thought he was a sweet boy, you know, but yeah. I think we all thought the ways that he's cocky and the ways that he's inappropriate are what did I say? Inappropriate or <laughs> on the table. Like yeah. He's showcased the little areas he's kind of edgy, the little areas he's inappropriate. Like we've seen yeah. him toe the line. And I think all of us were like, oh, he's funny. He's he's redeeming. He says a little crazy yeah. shit here and there, but you know, he's he's pretty good. Like if it came down to the nitty gritty, like he'd really he would defend a woman. Yeah, he, he would like he'd be he, a good guy. The yeah. true colors would show, yeah. but like wrong. False. <laughs> and so false. And yeah. the ultimate testament of is the guy saying that because he believes it or is he saying that because he doesn't have the freedom to do so like i mean he said that to a room of mostly women like imagine yeah. what this guy would say to a room of men imagine what he would say off the mic i want to go back and like watch it again and listen to the crowd reaction i wasn't i wasn't like paying attention it to wasn't that, like but... a huge reaction yeah it wasn't great but it, no but it was <laughs> Cause he's just not funny it's it's not good yeah. like I'm, I'm it's not good jokes content aside they're not well done they're not well framed they're not original there's not good setups or good punchlines. there's a lot of just him staring he can't even creatively dig on women he's right just... <laughs> come on man if you're gonna rip on us because it was a, ne a netflix special they probably had a giant applause sign above yes. his head that was like clap clap and scream Please. this is funny but even that, like, I think the whole Jupiter thing is just like one of the best. It's like, it's, you had it. You had a limited number of planets with rings. You want to make a joke <laughs> and you that. use Jupiter. What the f dude, please. I'm begging you. Oh God. Like, oh my God. And like, I mean, I told you the one with that, the kid with Down syndrome, which I'm like, is so, like, I don't even think we need that to. That left me speechless. That's I don't just, even think we need to get gross. into that. But, like, the man had so many weird one-liners relating to a a high schooler with Down syndrome who was endowed that he had seen. He, and the again, kid was in high school? This was high school he was talking about. He was also in high school. Still, though. Yeah. Yeah. As an adult, you're, like. Yes. Yes. I thought it was like a college locker room or something. I didn't realize it. That makes it exponentially worse. <laughs> Ew. That is so... I, I just was looking it up on my phone, trying to find like a quote of it to verify if he said high school or not. And there's like a mom who... It's a blog or something. Hey, Matt Rife, people with disabilities as the butt of your jokes isn't funny. Like, yeah, he's, he's going to catch some hell from multiple... <laughs> Yeah, it, every I mean, oh. who who didn't he come for? Like honestly, and it's yeah. like, like that's just it's just like like that made me viscerally uncomfortable. To I apologize to, to everyone. Who no, heard I, that. I yeah, might cut I mean, it out. I wouldn't. This people need to hear it. Like, don't yeah. cut it out. That that's that right there is like seals the deal for me. He's gross. You're gonna be shocked by this. Guess what other community he comes for? Oh God. Okay, we've got women. We've yeah. got domestic violence. We'll put that in there. Victims. The <laughs> uh, close. Who do who do white men love to talk about right now, Kate? The trans community. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Kate. Yeah. You know how much they love it. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't help but throw one of those in there where he talks about, like, you can't make jokes about trans people, but mm, can't you... Because you can't imagine what they've been through. Uh, it's not as bad as people in wheelchairs. I think people oh, in wheelchairs have had it worse. about that. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. The white cis straight man who almost predominantly only talks about a category he's not in can oh. shut the f*** up. 
Like, you don't need to be talking about people in wheelchairs. You don't need to be talking about trans people. You don't, like, he's, and again. You're not even coming from a place of experience or, Right, you know, you're not, you're, that, that's the thing, right? No if right. I was, if I was joking about, like, gay people, like, I would have experience in that. I would be coming right. from a place of love, you know, like. Yeah, it's like, even, it's like that one Asian comedian who is like, I can make fun of women in nail salons. I'm Asian. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I got, I got I, the, a I know white what I'm talking doing about. An Asian accent, making fun of like the person doing her manicure. No, it's literally like when you are not a part of the party that you have more rights than. Yeah, shut up. And you chose choose to make fun of them. Like, no, you're yeah. being a piece of shit. And like, just like you have to think about on the grand the, the grand scale because like people are like, oh, they're jokes, whatever, whatever. It's like, yeah, but when a white cis man gets up there and is punching down and normalizing normalizing jokes about domestic violence normalizing like bringing back like i thought we had passed the point that's the thing like famous comedians making fun of people with disabilities i thought like when we're talking about someone with down syndrome i thought we were past that and then like him arguing that like he's making the argument of like we should be able to make fun of trans people. Him, as a cis man, should be able to. Yeah, he's making that argument because it's an easy way for him to make jokes, not just a joke anymore. Because right. it involves like violence against people and like people it incites who... violence. If it doesn't incite, yeah. it normalizes uh, apathy. Yeah, exactly. And it's like if you don't, if you take all those away from these people, and then they're complaining about it, it's like you're, that just tells me you don't have any talent, that you have no yeah. creativity, that you can't. If you don't have those jokes to pull from. It's so bizarre because like his career. So his career was made by women who found him attractive. He also like prior to that. And I mentioned it a little bit, but like he was very well known for like making jokes about the black community, but like as if he's in the black community kind of. And like he's, he had said the N word on Twitter on multiple occasions um, and so it just seems like he has a history of thinking he can just jump Again, on in. Not a community he's a right. part of. <laughs> he can just jump on in. And I did I don't know how that was received. I can't speak to that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine not everybody liked that. I know he got pushback on it. Um, but it's also just like do you have anything to say from your own experience like literally this dude has nothing to say that doesn't involve like his his crowd work is not him his crowd work is him working off of someone else so when left to his own devices like he has nothing nothing to say yeah that's why i love comedians like nate bargazzi i don't know if you've ever seen him before he like doesn't Mm -hmm. swear he just he's so funny and Mm -hmm. it's just about like the mundane aspects of life that he can just find humor in and Mm -hmm. like his parents and the like going to a a reptile show with his kids in florida and like like crying laughing he's so good he's got he's got some netflix specials nate but like that bargazzi yeah b-a-r G-A-T-Z-E. oh i know him he just hosted snl and i didn't know who he yes, was yes he's so funny <laughs> piece, it's coming together because i saw him on snl yes. I'm like who is that he's so funny and so witty and yeah. he can make humor Clever. out of like anything and to right. me that's talent as a comedian like not punching down not picking minorities not picking people being affected by violence not picking people with limited abilities like taking everyday life things and making them funny literally is... yeah situational comedy yeah it's it's not i feel <sighs> I, I say it's not that hard i'm sh- it is very hard they're very talented but like the fact that you can't do it man <laughs> well it's it's also like either there's only two options either you literally can't yeah you literally can't or or your whole lived experience is steeped in misogyny so that's what you're pulling from like you're either not a good joke writer or you prefer to punch down. Yeah. Or both. But it's also yeah. just like he thinks this is what men like. And it speaks a lot to men because there were men that really found it funny who were there, <sighs> as you could hear in the crowd. And it speaks a lot to Matt that that's what he yeah. thinks. And that's like when you when you do that, you are going after a target audience. You are looking for a type of person. And he yeah. is saying, 
all these women who got me here. F all these women who bought these tickets. F all yeah. of that. I don't give a shit about you. You're nothing to me. I'm going to tell jokes at your expense because I don't care about you. I want the men. That's the audience I want. And these are the jokes I think that are going to get me in their good graces. And that's misogyny, man. Here's here's my hope in this then. And it's far-fetched and it's probably not going to happen. But I've mostly been seeing women discuss this. I want to see men. I want to see I have male seen influencers I have seen calling men. this shit out. Good. Yes, I have because seen that's men. What, that's the progress that, that we've made is having men advocating for women. I can I could think of like the speech prof talking about this. Yeah. I see I could see him making a video about this. I mean there was um oh I <clears throat> I hate I hate that I can't remember anything ever. I know I'm so bad. I can never um, remember people's TikTok handles either. I Terrible. can't ever remember any but there were plenty of people who were talking about like like a lot of members like it's not funny. Like it's yeah. you're not it's not good jokes. Like th there were people there were even people who were like, I like off off color jokes like i think there's a guy who like compared it to family guy you know that like family guy does off color jokes if it's crazy and outlandish like there are jokes that are made that i've laughed at and he's like these are just bad jokes this dude's yeah. not funny like what yeah. he's it's not well done and a lot of men were speaking to that and just being like ooh, like yeah. what like and just like the awkwardness of his delivery i want to see like creators like thorin bradley who chops the wood the really buff guy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you, you're a lesbian. You might not be. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, but buff men chopping wood <laughs> doesn't come across my feed very often. But people, like, he's got, like, 10 million followers or mm -hmm. something. I want to see creators like that. Like, the masculine men yeah. who women lust after who are on the same level call this shit out. Like, and I've seen maybe... Uh, I might be wrong. Maybe he's problematic. Who knows? I feel like everybody is at some point. But yeah. I've also seen him come out for women's rights and make it very, very obvious in videos. Like, if you're here thinking that I'm going to pull some misogynistic bullshit on this page, goodbye. Like, I'm not. I'm, yeah. And he's very been very outspoken about women's rights and, and being in support of it. Well, now's your chance, buddy. Like, speak up. The interesting thing was I saw a girl break down that like she, you know, was talking about the domestic violence and she's like, but in the comment sections, there actually are women who are defending him and men, but women as well saying like, it's a joke. She's like, where Matt Rye up, where Matt Rye up is when he came for the astrology girlies, that comment <laughs> section, he is getting slaughtered because what he underestimated was how many of those girlies bought tickets to see him are going to be very insulted by the things that he said who are with guys who are going to say you better not go to his show you better not listen to his shit like there is more pushback to you insulting somebody's interests and how how much more women are like defending like astrology and horoscopes right. and crystals than even themselves which is yeah. also a sad state of affairs but i thought that was very interesting because i was like that's true that's something yeah. that like you shouldn't if you if you want to really piss women off and they haven't unpacked their internalized misogyny yet, which a lot of women haven't, like a lot of would be like, oh, it's just a joke. Um, he fucked up. Cause yeah. that that one, that one he's yeah. women are like, no, you're being a here's dick. my here's my second hope then that maybe won't happen, but would be really awesome if it did. Uh I hope these women who bought tickets to see him are en masse catching on to this and just don't go to his show don't sell yeah. the tickets just don't go just <laughs> let there be tons of empty seats and let him sit there with crickets and i want to yeah. hear feedback from women or from people yeah. coming on and being like yeah i went and it was not <laughs> not packed <laughs> was, it was just me was, yeah that'd be a nice little treat for matt just looking at empty seats just empty seats. No, you don't want to respect the women spending money on tickets then you can stare at their empty seats listen to this this is him talking about the women who comes to the shows he's like they came to the show i appreciate the immediate support they got there maybe they didn't like my comedy they weren't a fan for the right reason which is fine i'm a comedian more than anything else i'm not going to pander to women yeah that makes me think that you are dead right that he was doing shows that women were coming yeah they weren't laughing yeah and that would also explain because i don't know if you've heard this but they've done studies and like the number one thing women 
said they were afraid of about men was like being murdered. <laughs> like it was a yeah. violent crime. <laughs> And the number one thing men were saying was some form of being humiliated. That was their biggest fear. So yeah. if Matt Reif was doing shows for mostly women, he said as of April, which makes it seem like he made a change. Yeah. That his comedy room. And so maybe that's what happened. Maybe he was doing shows. Women were showing up because he's cute, but they didn't think he was funny. Yeah. And he got pissed. Maybe that's why he went so hard for the crowd work too, because that's where he was succeeding. And he, yeah. his, his regular material just wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't hidden and i swear to god like if you want to see an unhinged comedian get him to an audience that doesn't laugh because they will say shit i remember this one guy i was not friends with him i knew he was a dirtbag but like he was in the group i was in and after a show he like did really offensive jokes that nobody thought was funny like the audience did not laugh at all and like wouldn't change at all like would not cater to the audience which i'm like they paid to see you some comedians are like well you know they paid to see me specifically it's like unless you're a big name they yeah. paid to come to a show and like you're there to give that's my opinion like right. you could cater a little bit if you're offending your audience in mass like maybe you should adjust yeah. but like after the show where he just wasn't funny like the jokes weren't funny he was like this aud- this audience was so bad this this audience was so sensitive like this audience yeah. is- it's like that's when there's an insecure comedian that's the shit they say and if you have matt rife who has who's misogynistic and has yeah. you know has been the guy the girls didn't like and now he's the hot guy who's not getting the laughs from the girls how easy it must be for him to then say oh these it's these girls if the guys came into my show they'd be laughing it's these girls that are the problem it makes perfect sense to me that we would go yeah. from him saying making that comment like they so they don't like my whatever i don't even care that they don't think i'm funny to opening a big show with a domestic violence joke like yeah and then saying i just wanted to see if you got if y'all were fun or not right you're equating fun being fun with thinking a joke about a woman getting punched in the face is funny like and that also sets the tone for the pick me's right if there's pick me's there it's like if you're fun you're if you're cool you'll laugh at that yeah exactly you'll laugh at that annoying (sighs) well it's annoying but it's also so telling and it's like ladies like this this is it this is the this is the quote-unquote nice guy who gets a yeah. chance yep. but has not unpacked any of his misogyny and the yeah. second he's not getting what he wants who's to blame women like the fact that he can go from you're paying my bills like you're you're literally the reason i've sold out shows he's admitting that it was 90 percent women yeah. to i'm gonna make jokes about beating on you yeah and it's just because I'm a comedian, you know, I'm not going to pander to you because I'm just right. I'm it's like, how is that pandering? Ugh. Like, what do you mean pander? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, clearly he was getting bad. Like, I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've concluded myself. I've, I've down goes the gavel. Like, yeah. this, this is what happened because that clip is so, because he's not going to say women didn't like my shows. He's going to say they came for the wrong reasons. They came because I'm hot. And then they didn't yeah. laugh. Cause then they just don't tell jokes about don't objectify yourself then if that's what you don't want to go for why are you why are you immediately going to violence against women that's because he's pissed at women because yeah. he's pissed yeah. it's not yeah. just he's pissed it he's pissed tracks. that women didn't get his jokes or, or that's what he, he didn't get his jokes yeah. he's pissed that like his jokes didn't hit so blame the women and then make jokes at their expense at their, expense. At their safety's expense yeah. like that's that's how these men are literally yeah. it's like like how unhinged truly like ooh, (sighs) people come to see me because i'm hot uh, because i'm so hot but i'm actually really funny it's like sounds like the issue was you weren't funny sounds like the issue was you were just (laughs) hot and women were like oh not laughing case closed for me yeah it's closed do we have any last thoughts about that I, I don't i just i feel like we've talked a lot about like not pedestalizing uh celebrities pedestalizing i like that word is that a word i, I might have made that up just now let's use it. i think i did i'm not pedestalizing you okay <laughs> I, think I just pulled that right out of my butt um at putting celebrities on a pedestal i definitely made that up i uh, will ride or die that with you okay yeah. you can say pedestalizing trademark that's a, that's a trademark at the nice guy podcast <laughs> um 
not not putting celebrities on a pedestal and glorifying yeah. them because yes. a lot of the times you're like like Chris Pratt you're like oh he's just so, so funny like you yes. hope so hard that they're they're a nice guy and they come like all the the, the bloopers from like Parks and Rec yes. like yes he's so like genuine and funny and and warm and it's Until like it's so <laughs> di- yeah and then it's so disappointing there when you like find out you know Justin Timberlake Chris Pratt Ugh. I could name a, a bunch of them, but like yeah. Matt Reif, man, right off the bat, it just right off the bat, right off the bat. <laughs> I had the gut feeling. Well, Maddie boy was problematic, and it's like you see it, you see it happening. Like maybe these other women didn't have this feeling about him. I know a lot of people did, but you're seeing women now be like, "Oh, damn, damn it. it!" And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. Here's another example of you cannot put these people on a pedestal. On a pedestal, there are more often times than not problematic, and, and in this case, it's it's really really disappointing. And you know what else? I would say like even just in like everyday life, if you come across this type of guy, because I know yeah. this type of guy, I've met this type of guy, hated and been friends with up until a point. This type of guy dated this guy. God help us all. Yeah, but noticing two things on top of not putting them not pedestalizing them um i hope that doesn't have a sexual meaning or something like an urban <laughs> dictionary thing oh god i'm um, googling it no please don't do that um but the two other things i would say is one ah, it's a word is it sorry it is, is it yay oh, you're a genius to place on or furnish with a pedestal oh i'm so happy i'm not <gasps> you're so smart okay sorry look go at ahead. you <laughs> I'm I'm amazed by your intellect. Um, truly, that's actually true. That's facts. That's not even a joke. You have him doing some things that, like, I think apply to not just like celebrities, right? Don't assume that somebody is a nice guy or isn't problematic because they like. Don't assume it's because they just aren't. Like sometimes they haven't been given the space to do so, right? Yeah. So like I've had many guys that I've been friends with that prior, like we talked about uh, earlier on in this conversation. It's like I thought they were great guys, but I hadn't seen them around the boys. I hadn't seen them in different settings. And when they were given the opportunity to be shitty and misogynistic and make jokes about women yeah. or punch down, they did. And so realizing Okay, just because you know somebody in certain contexts, like you don't totally know them and make sure you're seeing men around other men. Like that's my biggest thing. You have to see men around other men to really know them because they really do switch up how they talk depending on who they're around. And secondly, when you meet this guy, like guys like this, don't assume that the little bit of them being inappropriate is as inappropriate as they go, is as, you know, misog- like little, little tiny misogynistic jokes, little digs. Like yeah. we've all been around those guys and we're like, oh, but they're actually really nice. They're actually really funny. It's just a little joke. Do yeah. not assume there's not more going on there because often those little digs stem from much deeper problems like if they think little misogynistic digs are funny they probably are misogynistic they think little sexing like that showcases the fact that they find humor in dehumanizing or punching down of other people even in the smallest of senses because i think a lot of us with him were like ah he's but he's a good guy but why did we think that there was no reason that we thought that we just like you're just trying to make excuses. Yeah, you're just like, oh, he's charismatic. Yeah. Like, and I call it like- out when you see it too. Like, yeah. I, it goes a long way. I've seen it in my own relationships with my own marriage, with my own father. Like, call it out, educate. Mm-hmm. It, you can, you can be a part of the solution to this yeah. too by just not, not letting it brush off your shoulders and be like, that's eh, just a joke. No, say eh, that's not funny. That's right. not funny anymore. Like. That's not funny. Let's unpack that. It's like, not why funny. did you say? Why is that funny? Why do you think? Yeah, that's what funny? an odd thing to say out loud. That's one of my favorite things to say when someone says something uncomfortable. What an odd, what an thing, odd thing to, to say, say out loud. <laughs> what an embarrassing statement to yeah. make in, in front of others. It's but just truly, a, a sort of delicate way to just be like, hmm, what a what a strange what? thing to come out of your mouth. Did you mean to say that out loud, or was that no. for a therapy session? <laughs> was that an intrusive thought? <laughs> intrusive thought just left your mouth. No, but really, and it's like calling it out and just understanding that like i think 
a lot of like I know for me like I would there were plenty of men that would say little jokes not not the ones from his special those are not, not that oh god but like the the other stuff there's like little little things I'd in come unglued if I heard someone say that in person <laughs> we'd be raging but like there were little comments he would make and like the way he would talk about bodies and I think he said he needed to date a girl with big boobs so he wouldn't be looking at other boobs like those comments like I think we've been so ingrained to brush those things off. Like those comments don't make him a bad person just because he makes little jokes. And it's like, mm, it definitely means something though. Yeah. And, and allowing it to happen only compounds and keeps, you know, it's like a snowball effect. It's yeah. just, it makes them feel like they're allowed to say things like that. And they push the boundary even further. Call that shit out. <laughs> and it, again, that's a great point. It a lot of times is boundary pushing. They're seeing how far it will go. So it may start small, but it will yeah. get worse and worse until they're, you know, having their own Netflix special and making DV jokes. It starts with <sighs> a little boob yeah. conversation and it ends in uh, open. Yeah. And most people are saying like the fact that that was his first joke out of the gate yeah is very uh, testing audience was fun that's such a horrific what a oh. strange thing to say out loud what, I, a, what an odd thing to say out loud that's what i want to say though. who who hurt you matt <laughs> i don't want to say the that name of your not... therapist i think i want to check their credentials he says he's done therapy by the Liar. way that was in one of his well he probably goes in there and is like women have hurt women have hurt me Women have really done me wrong. Kate Beckinsale really got me. <laughs> this Trump got me voice. Good. <laughs> you know what? I don't know who he voted for, but no, I'm just joking. I um, bet the locker room talk with him and, and the Oh, launch. God. They have that in common, locker room talk. I had told my husband what we were going to be talking about tonight, so he would he would go into it with viewing it through that lens. But it would have been interesting to play it. Because uh-huh. we've both liked him prior to this happening. Yeah. Like, I followed him. I thought he was funny. My husband has sent me clips of his crowd work and stuff and we've laughed about it yep would be interesting to see if i put it on and be like oh there's a new netflix special to see like what his reaction mm-hmm. would be as a man because yeah you know, i love my guy but he's got his faults he grew up in a small town we're working on it i call his shit out like no your a lot of growth your not, husband's you know one of the good ones no i not. adore him i could hang out with him which i i mean i have guy friends yes. but like he's, he's a, a good, good he's a good he's a kind good. man yes but he I think he man. would be horrified. Yeah, honestly. I think he would be too. It'd be interesting to see if there's anything that even like made him chuckle in yeah. just out of curiosity, not viewing it from a lens of criticism, if anything would even be viewed as funny from somebody who wasn't watching it looking for things to criticize, which I feel like I was, but I don't yeah, I don't think Matt I don't think Matt thinks he's being shocking. I think Matt thinks he's being funny. I think Matt thinks like, oh, like, I'm saying the quiet part are a lot of everybody yeah. agrees with me. Yes, like, type of thing. That's exact Kate. Bingo. It's yeah. I'm saying what everybody really thinks out yeah. loud. Yeah. Every guy in here thinks this is funny. I'm just the one who's brave enough to bring it exactly. up. Exactly. That's what I meant by that. And I, I again like when he was like I'm what he like he makes the line to women. He's like, ladies, I'm so sick and tired. I don't want to hear your problems. Blame it on Mercury. Like He's delivering, that's the thing that's crazy. He's delivering the nasty joke to women. That's why I'm saying this is his own, his rage. Like if it was for men, the joke would be like, I'm a stand-up comedian. Guys, um, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, he'd be like, dudes, are you fucking sick and tired of women bring, blaming their issues? Yep. But it's like, no, he wants you, he wants to degrade women. Or, or make them talking feel like shit directly to, to them, and he yep. wants men to see women be degraded. Yeah, that's a big difference. That's a yeah. big, big difference. That's, that's a good point. At women, yeah, that's not about women. That's aimed at them. Yeah, and that's how I think we can be pretty sure that this is something he wants to tell women specifically. Because there's, like I said, if it was targeted at men, he would have just talked like that the whole time. Men, is this so annoying? You know. Yeah. But he didn't. He he like talks to women at several points. Yeah, because he knows they're listening. But hopefully they won't be for long. But he could to you. I would say a captive audience, like literally held captive, because they came here under the guise that it's this hot guy who like is kind of funny and does great crowd work, and they get stuck with a DV joke right out the bat. Yeah. And you're like, like oh, this captive is embarrassing. audience, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't leave now. 
and having a guy yell at you about astrology and crystals and you're just like shut up Shut, yeah. shut up it's like the worst it honestly was it's like a bad date tinder date it's like you've seen the profile it was all nice and you get there and the dude's a raging misogynist you're like oh shit you had the good picture though what happened yeah. to the funny profile <laughs> now we're talking now you're talking down to me and you're, like imagine a date where the first joke he tells is about domestic violence like jesus yeah. Excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Get in the car and drive away real fast. Oh, oh gosh. God. I mean, ew. I knew we'd have a lot to talk about. What what perfect timing. I know. I love that like we already had this planned and then immediately we're texting each other like Rife. We need to talk about Matt Rife. We need, and again, I do not think this guy, I don't think he ever came across this nice guy, but I think he's the dangerous kind of cocky guy that seems like the cocky guy you convince yourself is a good guy at heart. The cocky yeah. guy you you let get away with shit because you're like, yeah, but he doesn't mean that. But he doesn't actually mean that. And he is yeah. the perfect showing of, yes, he does. He does yeah. mean that and more. Yeah. So don't don't fall for that shit. Cause I I literally I have done that with men who were shitty. And I'd be like, but he is I, I would make excuses for them. I would explain away their behavior. I would defend them to others. Only yeah. to find out that they were assholes the whole time. Scooby-Doo yeah. mask reveal, he's an asshole. And it's like, don't assume. Don't assume that they're good people at heart. Like, wh- why do we think that? It's probably because they're funnier. We've been, you know, society has told us to give men the benefit of the down or that, yeah. you know, like to, to settle for the scraps from men where it's like, yeah, but that one time he put his arm around me, but that one time Matt Rife helped that lady or was nice and who was having a seizure. Like, yeah. we like in our brains settle for the scraps. Yeah. Instead of recognizing like, no that's not the whole picture and you don't know a person based on the couple of times they're nice yeah and not to i mean it's not our responsibility to fix these men either but like Ugh. i i want to see i want to see it start getting called out so that when they're young especially like not that yeah. we have young listeners on this podcast or anything but like i i want to raise my daughters to call this shit out as early as they can see it like yeah because there you can you got a funny guy who starts pushing that boundary and then you let it slide and you let it slide and you let it slide he turns into a massive asshole like matt rife yeah. stop it stop tell your sons about this tell your daughters to call this shit out don't let it happen make the change when they start pushing those boundaries so we can like not allow it to get to this point does that make sense i'm not I'm, i think I'm like, it's it's like it's defending yourself in the moment right yeah like you don't have to sit and listen to shit you don't have to be uncomfortable i know yeah. there's some situations where you can't voice like you know it could be a work thing or something right there's not every situation that it's right. safe or you know viable to do that but in situations where it is safe like yeah call it out because that's you're like defending yourself and the other thing yeah, is and you're doing them a favor you're sure. you're giving them an opportunity for growth and but i i also think it's just like instead of seeing it as like we're helping them to change i mean if you want to say right. that, that's fine too but it's, it's more not our like responsibility no it is not but we're setting the boundaries and the guidelines of what's acceptable exactly and they either change to fit in that or they don't get yeah. to be around us. And I think that's the real thing is it's like that's Matt Rife has clearly been unchecked, like clearly yeah. has gone unchecked. And it's like, I don't think it's anybody's responsibility to check. Like, but I think it's just like, we, we are the holders of the boundaries and we are yeah. the ones that say like, no dude, that's not funny. Because if exactly. he got, I mean, obviously he got a lot of no dude, that's not funny because now yeah. he's doing whatever the hell he's doing. But like, just, just, you know, I, I want to close this on a little bit of hope, if I could. Yeah, and I'm I'm coming at that from the perspective of having friends who I did call out, who yes. were the funny friend, and from the beginning, I was like, yeah, no, that that's not gonna fly with me. And I got to develop a healthy. I got to have that funny person in yes. my life. I feel like I got to establish that boundary early on, and yes. I didn't. It, it wasn't like, oh no, he got away with it because it's funny. It's like no he adjusted because I called that shit out and it wasn't, no, it was no longer allowed around me. And I still got to have what I loved about that person in my life 
it's still, you don't have to worry about like losing somebody yeah. by, and, and becoming the pick me girl or having that type of attitude of just letting this stuff slide yeah. because you don't want to lose this person or because they're a funny guy or because they're whatever. Like you have the ability and the right and the power to call it out and stop that snowball effect. People do change too. Yeah. Like I've had guy friends that I, and I've been correct and not about misogyny. <laughs> like I'm oh, not, I don't have. Say, I've, I'm oh, I guess internalized, internalized. Yeah. No, yeah. but but I mean, like, you know, everybody has stuff that they're maybe not aware of. Everybody has stuff they need to work on. Like, we're two f***ing white people, so, duh. Yeah. We have stuff <laughs> we need to work You know what I mean? Like, duh. Um, as someone who has immense privilege, you know, there's plenty right. of stuff I have to work on um, and that I need to be checked on and things that I say that I need to rethink. Like, I'm constantly yeah. trying to be aware. So it's not like we all have things we need to work on. You can hold a boundary and you can also give someone an opportunity to grow. And like, I just had a conversation with a guy that I work with occasionally and he's um, much older than me. And he is one of those like, like super charming, like he's an actor, right? So yeah. he's super charming, very good looking, like, like a silver fox dude. You can tell that's, that's how he was. Like he probably, I don't even want to know his his history of what i'm sure he's <laughs> sure he did well uh by his own but how he would rate that but we were talking in the car we actually were talking about the podcast that because it got brought up that i do the podcast um and we we're talking about what i talk about and i was just you know saying i was like well because someone brought up that someone else had heard it and said that it was a man-hating podcast which i was like it's not a man-hating podcast i was like i call out misogyny and I call out bad behavior and I help women, uh, hopefully, uh, be able to notice red flags so they're not mistreated. Yeah. And we talk about how we were mistreated. We talk about what we've been through. Um, and I think I, he, someone had said something stupid to me about like, well, can you even get a compliment? Like, I don't, can I compliment you? Is that, is that offensive? Which I was like, oh my God, that's not the point. But he was like, oh, God, like, I would hate to be dating right now because, you know, who knows Can't what you anything. can say anymore, yeah. right? And so I, this is a 100% true story. This just happened. Um, and I turned to him and I go, well, do you think it's scarier to be afraid you can't compliment someone or to be afraid you may be assaulted on a date? <laughs> Yeah. No, I straight up. I just said, yeah. yeah, I just said that. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, yeah, obviously. And I'm like, well, I'm just seriously. I'm like, when we think about the issues of people dating yeah. and what like people should be afraid of, like which fear right. do you think? And he's like, I know, I know. And and I was like, why do you think why do you think you said that? I was like, why do you like why'd that come up? Like tr like just like we we talked about. He's like, I was like, yeah. why do you think you said that? Because he's like, well, you know, like back in the day, like the things that are called sexual harassment now were not sexual harassment. We're not considered that. And I go, yeah, but do you think those women probably felt harassed? And he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, they. <laughs> do you think that they were happy with what was going on, or do you think they just didn't have the power to say that? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, he admitted, he's like, you know, it's probably because some of the things that I hear now that you're not supposed to say I've said before. And I, that's feel, fine. I feel bad about that. And yeah. I was like, and you'll grow from it. <laughs> well, no. And I was like, yeah. exactly. I was like, yeah, that's, is it? And yeah. he's like, yeah, that's why that's probably why I said that he was a hundred percent. He was yeah. like, just saying like, but it was like, he is a man. And I don't want, I don't, I think he might be mad if I said what his age was, but you know, he's in his, he's over, over middle-aged, you know? Yeah. Um, and he, in my presence unpacked it. We, yeah. I, I, he said something and I was just like, Hey, where's, where's that coming from? And I wasn't aggressive with him. I was just like, why, why do you think yeah. you said that? You know? And he was able to go down into that and acknowledge that like you know i've done some things that i shouldn't have done and i feel bad about that yeah and that's why it makes me nervous and like he's someone who i've seen make active changes he's someone who i've seen like even in my conversations with him like he's always open to what i have to say um which is why we are friends yeah <laughs> and and you know I, who knows he could i could say something to him that's not right and i would listen right. to him too um it's not one-sided but that's, and I'm sure there's people who hear that and, and 
I've heard the argument before of like, it's not our job. It's not our job. It isn't. It, it, and that's true. But it's like, I also feel like no matter what age, we all have the ability to acknowledge that we've done things in the past that are not okay and have a willingness to learn from it. And I think that we can help facilitate that conversation by calling it out. It's not our job. That's correct. But also we're doing ourselves a disservice, our daughters a disservice by shutting up about it and just mm. letting it happen. I I think, can I give my, my opinion is this. I think if you are the party, if you are in the party that's injured by whatever's being said, right? Right. Like, I think that's up to your discretion to what you want to say, because yeah. obviously there's other, there's factors, right? Like right. depending on what it is, right? Oh, um, for sure. To how safely you can talk about something. But right. I think like for me, for example, why did I have that conversation? Um, because I know he's receptive because yeah. I know he wants to do better. Right. Um, because like he support, like he genuinely supports my life and the things that I'm doing and there's an openness there. And because of the respect he has given me in the past, I knew trusted he had, him enough. I trusted him it. enough. Yeah. And I knew he had said something that I felt could be unpacked. Yeah. And because I had the willingness to do that and I had the energy to do that and I felt safe to do that in that space. And that's why yeah. I did. Now, there are plenty of circumstances I don't waste my breath right. on people. And right. I feel okay about that too. Um, I definitely think per your point as a parent, that makes me want to say more, more often. Yeah. Um, and I think it's at everyone's discretion. But I, I definitely think, you know, if you ca can have a voice for someone who is, doesn't have a voice in the room, I think it's yeah. important to speak up. If you hear something that's messed up, in any right. way to any to punching down in any way um to any group it's like i think if you can you should yeah um but i also I, think i think about like the fact that he even said or you guys talked about like you know what what is viewed as harassment now wasn't wasn't harassment back then it's sure. like no it was yes but women didn't feel the power to speak up about right. it so and i i see things like generationally with like our parents that it's like so much was was they let so many things slide that I feel almost a responsibility now as a mother and as just somebody with the confidence and the knowledge and the growth, like to speak up when I feel comfortable doing it. And you're absolutely right. There's, there's situations. I'm not, I'm not shaming women for being quiet sure. by any means, like, especially in domestic violence situations or anything like that. And, you know, we're sitting here giving advice and saying, speak up. And it's like, sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes yeah, it's not safe to do that. Yeah. But you know, if you can, if you feel comfortable, we've come a really long way. We've, we've grown a lot. Women have a lot more power, take ownership of that power. And if you feel like you can call it or out, you want to, yeah, or yeah. you want to call it yeah. out. Cause I, I also respect, you know, there are women who are like, I've, I've done that, you know, and yeah. I feel that I'm way tired. too. I yeah. definitely feel that way too. There are times where it's like, if I know someone's not going to be receptive um, yeah, I mean, it depends on, will it make a change? Is there, are there people around, like, even if it won't make a change to that person, is there's people around them that right. would hear me talk to them? And then maybe that would change exactly. something. Like them. Could right. I make other people feel more safe? Mm -hmm. Uh, if I, because I'm in the position that I could say something and feel safe, you know, right. Uh, when maybe the other person in the room can't. Um, and I mean, I've had to speak up for different groups, you know, before because the person who was in that group uh, didn't feel comfortable doing that. So, yeah, I think um, it's easy for you and I to say, too, because we both have fiery personalities and we are willing <laughs> to speak up. So, you know, yeah. easy for me to say, yeah. speak up, speak up. Like, I am the type of person that will confront you are very head on. <laughs> and I know not everybody is like that. Yeah. So, but if you want you know. to. It's good, yeah. but it's also, it's not, your, I agree. It's not your responsibility. Like there are times yeah. like, cause I, I'm like, I have, I, there are moments where we're just gonna, this is just now therapy, but like <laughs> I, when is it not with us? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I, I definitely, there are times I choose not to, or don't feel because it's like, just like if someone instigates with me for no reason, yeah. uh, it's like, like I waste your breath situation. Yes. And I've spent so much of my life trying to find common ground with men. Toxic yeah. men. I'm talking about toxic men, not 
And I'm talking about toxic men specifically. Right. Misogynistic toxic men. And trying to understand that and trying to like, you know, I talked to Abby about this, I think, in the last episode. Uh, but it's like you're arguing for your humanity, you know, you're right. arguing for you're debating like having dignity and human human dignity and respect right. and rights, right? And um, there's a point at which I get to the point where I, yeah, actually, this is not up for debate. Yeah. There are things that are not up for debate for me. Um, and I have spent way too long arguing things that shouldn't be argued in the first place, like the that women should be equal, right? That's right. not a debate. And like, I think you can get lost in the weeds a little bit when we argue yeah. things that are ridiculous. Like, no, let me just tell you why you saying why you saying domestic violence is funny. Let me tell you why that's not, yeah. the, that's not it, you know? So I think it can be a slippery slope. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think honestly, there's a lot of avenues to go about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's just what, what serves you the most. And like, when you realize like, what's, what's important to you, like for me speaking up um, and reclaiming my own power and right. having a voice and, you know, almost counterbalancing all the times I was silent when I was being right. mistreated. Um, so for me, speaking up is important to me. Um, right. And same. So I think it's just, it's whatever. I think any avenue is right, but just figure out what works for you, what's right. safe for you to do. Um, and if you don't want to speak up, if that's not the route that you want to take, if you don't want to verbalize your disagreement, then just know that you're worth walking away from that person. You mm -hmm. don't, you, you don't have to excuse the behavior that sets those red flags off in you. You don't have to say, oh, he's just a nice guy. Oh, he's, but he's so funny. You are worth more than that. And if you don't want to call it out or you don't feel safe to do that, you have every right to just put some distance between you and that person. Yes. Oh, I'm a, I'm a distancer yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. It, it's also just, just like cut and cut it, cut it and yeah. walk away. Cause sometimes it's that too. It's like, it's not worth my time. Like, I, I don't need to work on this relationship. I don't need to argue with this person. Like, I know that I, again, like my conversation with Abby, it's like, I deserve dignity and respect yeah. and deserve to be spoken to as a human being. Yeah. And I don't have to settle to have a relationship or deal with someone who's not willing to do that. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people in my own life. I've talked about it before working that job in the summers who I was friends with for many years, who I have in recent years just been like, I'm, I'm done with this person. They were never respectful. They were never, uh, and I've just, I've just cut ties with them and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not giving them my energy anymore. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. I didn't make it. I didn't verbalize my distancing or anything like that. It's just, I had enough respect for myself to just not give them my my time and energy anymore i want to focus my my love and energy and and uh dedication to the people who are worth it so just kind of weeding those people out <laughs> well that's a, and that's a good point because like as much as you're like oh matt rife what a bummer you know like that sucks uh this does happen in real life this does happen yeah. in real life with friendships that you've had for a long time that you've excused certain behaviors for a long time for whatever reason and all of a sudden the veil is lifted and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. You are a misogynist or you make a lot of sexist jokes or you punch down in your humor. Or you think you have some superiority complex. And, and it can be really painful to unpack that when it's a friendship yes. that's lasted like 10, 15 years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I've, you know, I've had it. I've had it. Yeah. It's I'm like, 35 and I'm just now realizing there's people who have been in my life since I was 14, 15 years old who I'm like, mm. Nope. It's it is time. <laughs> and it, it's painful, but like you have to pick yourself and you yeah. have to support yourself and you deserve better than yeah. being mistreated. And there are people who will treat you right. I feel like we're hopefully the Matt Rife special is not <laughs> not doing us any favors, but I feel like it's less and less and less acceptable um yeah. to do certain things and say certain things and there are people who will respect you and i think for me for so long it, it just felt like the price i had to pay to be around funny people right or the or exactly. cool, you know fun people yeah. or at parties or whatever the popular kids <laughs> yeah you, like you had to pay a price to just yeah. be social was like yeah. you're going to be offended or people are going to be but it's like you can also surround yourself with people who are funny 
and are fun who don't punch down and don't insult you and don't like so like so much truth is said in jest like like yeah. a lot of times it's their real feelings coming out in their jokes so just know like there you don't have to settle for that like there are plenty of people that will be fun and funny and in your life and be your friend who are not you're not going to have to just like accept a couple digs every now and again or be yeah. sexualized or whatever it is like there's no age limit on on that growth either yeah. if you're if you're in your 40s if you're in your 50s you you know if you've been friends with somebody for 40 years there's no there's no uh limit of excuse for a problematic man <laughs> and man. maybe this will be maybe this will be the sign to kind of start unpacking the things yeah. that have given you those those red flags yeah uh, unpack when you get the bad feeling if we put this just full circle it's better to unpack with the tiktok video than to realize <laughs> seated the at the special. matt rife show <laughs> Yep. You've paid $200 or whatever the hell he charged to sit there and have a man tell you a DV <laughs> joke and how you are stupid. Yeah. Let's discuss this at the uh, wild and out stage and, <laughs> and not like at the Netflix seven. special stage. <laughs> when he's 17 with his he's old little chompers. His baby shithead. When Zendaya is rejecting him openly. <sighs> oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, this has been fun. Okay, Kate. Whew, that was a doozy. I feel like we have thoroughly shredded him. No crumbs left. I don't want to ever say his name again. <laughs> I probably will shit talk. I probably will. Continue. It's going to be all over my FYP now because my yes. phone's sitting in front of me, listening to everything I say. Yep. And so now my whole news feed is going to be Matt Reif, and I'm going to be really salty about it. Well, I can't wait to see what comes of this because I really hope... I hope there's a takedown. I yeah, hope well, like Yeah, like as we're talking about this, um, it's it's like just happening. So yeah. by the time you hear this, we're gonna be like, you know, we're too well into three. it. But I'll, it'll be interesting to happen or to see what happens with um people really unpacking this special. Maybe we'll do an update it's on the Patreon. Right <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Patreon, uh, make sure to check out the F the Nice Guy Patreon, where we have Patreon-exclusive episodes, extra content, and maybe an update on this. I don't know yet. We'll see. But we have fun stuff on there, and we even have some, like, polls and discussions. So it's just an extra cool, fun place to be if you uh, hate the nice guy. And, uh, Kate, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome, as always. Who <clears> knew? <throat> We'd be talking about Matt Rife this week, not me. Oh. <laughs> can't get can't get those two and a half hours back. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh. You know what? At least we were talking shit instead of watching the full special. So true. Yeah, I don't want to give that any more of my time. Yeah, I, I had enough with the TikTok clips. I was literally just like, yeah. ain't no way that that's what he said. I'll support my ladies on TikTok while they're unpacking it rather than watch <laughs> his actual <laughs> Netflix special and give him any yeah so kickback funny. uh yeah that's like when i do uh like takedowns of people i always will use the footage from a person who does a really good takedown so that yeah. people can link back to their stuff that's because i'm like I, i'm not giving any more credit to these men yeah drew uh, afwalo posted a video about it today too so that's a good one you should watch uh it. i will be watching that post taste <laughs> all right well kate thank you again for joining me on this episode thank you to everybody who's listening f matt rife and as always my friends <laughs> the nice guy